0: Welcome back to the Dime Comic Bros podcast.
1: <laughs> we don't even have an opening joke recorded yet.
0: We <laughs> you just open up with me f- eating? I couldn't hear it. Wow. It's very really crunch. Wow, you munched, like, not loud at all. Really? Yeah. It's surprising. <laughs> I'd, ex- I'd expect Sometimes- you to be, like, a sloppy
2: eater. Like a, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I mean, sometimes it, it it feels like I'm loud. It might just be, like, overall childhood paranoia. Probably. Like, that's one of those things that you're nervous about when you're younger. You're like, oh, I need to be self-conscious about how I'm eating. And then you just do it forever.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I would it believe that with your
2: childhood record.
1: On what you're eating. I'm not saying you in particular. It's just on what is being eaten.
2: I mean, like, me guzzling down some hot dogs
1: is pretty sloppy. I hate just the sound of... People crunching, and I drive myself crazy when I'm crunching. So that's what I was saying. You play music,
0: don't you? When when you're eating food.
1: No, I don't.
0: I do. I mean, not intentionally like that. I can ignore everything
2: except for things that are touching my skin. Like there is actually a condition. I don't remember what it's called. There's like a very specific, um, mental thing, and for some people's brains, like it triggers like violent responses depending on certain types of mouth noises, more than just everybody being like okay could you not eat like a sloppy bitch like some people like when you're a kid because it doesn't usually get diagnosed until it's a pretty recent discovery Mm -hmm. it's like oh the kid's being weird because that you know their parents are eating so it's like like that one noise of like spaghetti or like one thing will like actually trigger their brain it's Mm -hmm. really weird oh so Uh, like just a noise uh, in general or like depends everybody's different it could be some types of noise it could be a crunching thing it could be so like so let's like, listen here. Like
1: like Mary having to sing for the fill-in king in Gondor. Ooh, that whoa. scene That scene triggers me.
0: Okay. But so hear me out. You know those Lego pieces, yeah. right? They're kind of like slanted, like yeah. uh, da, 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 da. a right-angle triangle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's got like... It's a one by two on the top, but it's a two by four on the bottom. Yeah. Or a two by two, I mean, two by two on the bottom. And the slant is textured. And if you run your fingernails on it, I hate that feeling. That gives me like goosebumps.
1: Bye bye comic that might cost more than a ton. Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. I just got not much to say because I don't feel well. Oh,
2: no, I'm not, I'm not kissing you to make it better. I'll kiss you. Whoa. <laughs> Welcome uh, back to the Dime Comic Bros podcast. All three of us are straight. We swear.
1: Well, uh, well
2: Spencer, you're speaking for us, but I don't know about you. <laughs> I said we. I meant the collective. Mm. I meant us, comrade. I don't know about that. But Before we go, yes, on reserve,
1: <laughs> our sexuality.
2: Uh, do we want to jump into the news? Yeah, we yeah, absolutely well, uh, do Dick first
1: um we should introduce ourselves appropriately
0: though oh should we start introducing ourselves in podcasts now i mean we do
2: it like sometimes right, right sometimes well, we should I'm, probably
1: have names though i am your... should we get
2: name tags because that'll work
1: no, no. mine <laughs> yours would say why do you stare the... at
2: me like that when you laugh I, you... <laughs> I love it but you just like like you're sh- yourself man because you're actually in front of me it's great spencer's
1: name tag would be assistant to the regional manager
2: oh excuse me man that would actually be correct right now because i am kissing up to the regional like real hard
1: you're a bunch of degenerates (laughs) welcome back to the dime comic bros podcast i am not your host but i am your co-host jacob joined by my other co-hosts uh spencer and colin hello oh, thank you for coming tonight
2: thank you for coming
1: oh no i'll be coming later oh we're
0: gonna get wet boys
2: <laughs> i'm so dead uh, um, jumping right into the news yes uh, i have an article from DCComics.com. a new predator makes gotham city its hunting ground courtesy of garth ennis co-creator of preacher and the boys, and artist Liam Sharp from The Green Lantern, The Brave and the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman, in an all-new six-issue limited series, Batman Reptilian, Gotham City is filled with murderous creatures who stalk the shadows, foul villains with murderous impulses who strike fear into the hearts of every man, woman, and child in the city but what strikes fear into the hearts of those who terrorize the city? It used to be Batman, but something far more frightening than a mere man has begun stalking the shadows. And it's after Gotham's villains, how savage must a monster be to haunt the dreams of monsters End quote. So this is a black label book just to make that clear. Cause the article didn't actually say that it's just on the branding. I'm pretty interested in this because the art is disgusting and slimy and gross. And I want it. I haven't really heard anything about this. So I have no opinion monsters actually monsters are pretty cool
1: i'm a huge fan of garth ennis yeah you are or Ennis, uh mostly because of the punisher max run so uh i think i've read a couple others that were just okay but um yeah i'm pretty excited for this one see just uh where it goes from dccomics.com, just in time for Wonder Woman's 80th anniversary, DC Comics Proudly Presents. You gotta do that that uh staircase voice when when they phrase it that way. I'm more DC, like an
2: escalator voice. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: Like elevating voice. DC Comics Proudly Presents a new six-issue anthology series starring the Amazon Princess embellished in the color of her famous lasso. You won't want to miss celebrating the woman who inspires us all, and that's the truth. But uh, issue one launched June 22nd. I think that's supposed to be issue one launches June 22nd. That is
2: correct. And I also didn't include the title. It's Wonder Woman Black and Gold. I need to work on my editing skills.
1: (laughs) That's all right, you do a pretty good job. Um, I know that Spencer is the biggest fan of Wonder Woman comics amongst the three of us. How likely are you to buy this on launch day?
2: Not. He doesn't buy it. It's pretty like I have bought maybe half a dozen things uh on launch or within their like launch window. If it's, if it's a limited anthology series, just like the, the Batman and Superman versions of this, I'm going to wait until it comes out in the book, like a normal version.
1: I hear that.
0: Well, what a degenerate. Speaking I of degenerates...
1: Might borrow it off, Spencer, but yes, speaking of degenerates...
0: Speaking of degenerates, from marvel.com, from the pages of one of Marvel's most critically acclaimed titles comes a new series. Gamma Flight, launching out of Al Ewing's Eisner. 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 Wow, I didn't know that's how it's spelled. Eisner-nominated work on Immortal Hulk. Gamma Flight will introduce a new Marvel super team consisting of Bruce Banner's allies, friends, and even former arch enemies, arch nemesis, arch Nikiles, featuring artwork by Medina, Medina, I don't know. I won't I from here on out I'm not going to say names right. It's just going to be wrong. The new series will be co-written by Ewing and Crystal Fraser. Fraser will make her Marvel Comics debut in June's Marvel's Voices Pride number 1. And previously and previously served as a consultant on earlier issues of Immortal Hulk. Now she teams up with Ewing to take this fascinating hauntingly beautiful Hulk saga to the next level. Gamma Flight had one job, find and stop the Hulk, but when push came to smash, they sided with the Green Goliath, and the human world intends to make them regret it. Puck, Absorbing Man, Titania, Doc, Sasquatch, Doctor Charlene McGowan, and a horribly changed Rick Jones are fugitives from every known authority. But a team full of gamma is bound to break before before long go on the run with this wild gamma fueled group in this action-packed addition to the immortal Hulk mythos on April 2nd.
2: Oh wait, that's sorry. That's a different one. Ah! I'm looking forward to this one. Cause I, uh, Jacob, <coughs> I believe you started reading um, that Hulk run at some point. Did you, or are you just looking at it?
1: Uh, I did start it enough to say I'll buy the books, which I did. And they're waiting for me at home nice it will probably it's like literally the top of the pile when i get home
2: nice i only i think i got through the first like 20 or 25 issues and i believe it was a while ago so i don't remember exactly how far i got Um,
1: i think that's all there
2: is i'm pretty sure there's more than that pretty sure the the primary run just ended somewhat recently or will be something like that keeping up with current stuff is a pain in the butt i'm looking forward to this though i do not care about hulk I think this run you would actually really, really like. It has a lot more stuff to it than Smashing. Like, it has nothing to do with Smashing at all. Well, the Hulk deals with philosophy and, like, an evil door and hell.
1: Existence.
2: Yeah, it's, like, actually really, really good. All right. I think you'll love it. Perhaps. Perhaps. On April 2nd, legacy Star Wars content will finally be migrating to Disney Plus, including Caravan of Courage, Ewoks the Battle for Endor, Star Wars Clone Wars Volume 1 and 2, Star Wars Ewoks Season 1 and 2, and The Story of the Faithful Wookiee. I'm I'm mostly excited for the Clone Wars finally being put on there. This is some of the just banger Star Wars content. Uh yeah, dude, that that still holds up as one of my favorite star
0: wars oh yeah like just media in general oh yeah no. those cartoons are the back best. it
1: up those were like five minute episodes ish right the You're... first the the
2: first volume was i believe um like 10 three to five minute ones they were designed to be like commercials you could just right. play on tv and then the second volume was extended so okay. in total
0: it's like what like almost it's, about two, it's
2: like two hours for both of them it's a good amount of content, like the 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 cartoon, yeah, Clone Wars, yeah. All that's like, not two hours. All, both volumes collectively, no. uh, yeah.
0: No, it's not. Like you're talking about the one where it ends, where they're going into episode three,
2: correct? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not like two hours, bro.
1: The other titles I do not recognize: Caravan of Courage, Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. It's just
2: all the Ewoks. Sh- and the um, Star Wars story. Ewoks and Story of the Faithful Wookiee. That is That's- one of the cartoon segments from the holiday special, which is hilarious. Ugh. Oh, yeah. So hey, if it's available, put it on. Total so, of Star Wars Clone Wars is 133 minutes. Shove it up your. Weird,
1: bro. bro. So this means that Spencer is going to have to take a break from the Zack Daddy special. To watch the freaking happy tale about Ewoks or something. Wookiees from the, the Christmas special. Yes. You're gonna be that? Meant...
2: No. <laughs> maybe at some point if I'm like really off my rocker, maybe, because it would be funny. I've seen it before. Of course, I, you've seen it. I don't have my VHS copy of the holiday special anymore, which is kinda lame, but you know. Such is um, life.
1: I meant as an opening joke to say that uh, today is March 20th. The Snyder Cut released two days ago. So you can imagine how peaceful and calm and serene Spencer will be after. Uh... It's basically like having your first lay. Just, just. All the emotions and stress have been released, and he's just a happy little teddy bear right now. Like a
2: four-hour orgasm. Leave me alone.
0: Blue skies and full bellies. And empty balls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How many of our listeners... Can say that they've had a four-hour orgasm. All right, don't get back to us. We don't want to hear it. But I'm just saying, it's I mean, you unlikely. Should, you should
2: probably talk to your doctor about that. Unless it is related to, you know,
1: superheroes, then you're good. Pretty sure the commercials even say if it lasts more than four hours, you need to call a doctor. Yeah, yeah, probably not a bad idea. <laughs> it's advised. But you don't. All right, have this to. is derailed. Transitioning from that joke. The nerd.com says the Flash film has just gained a mother with Spanish actor Maribel Verdu being officially cast as Barry Allen's mom, Nora Allen. If you're a Flash fan already, you know just how important a role she plays in Barry's journey to becoming the superhero we all know and love. Sadly, this news also comes with the announcement that actor Billy Crudup, who Portrayed Barry's father, Henry Allen, in both Justice League and the, uh, this says upcoming, but already released, Zack Snyder's Justice League has dropped out of the film. To make it abundantly clear, Crudup is not being recast. The actor has a great relationship with the studio, but with production on The Flash having been delayed, his schedule unfortunately would not allow him to join in the production.
2: So this is good because you kind of do need Nora for the the Flashpoint stuff they want to do, but also... I really did like Billy Crudup, so that's kind of sad. But he's a he's a bit less relevant. Yeah, we don't actually need his dad for at least this type of storyline. Yeah, it'd be like ah, he's just you know he's just in prison and stuff, and you can just leave him there. He's living his life trying to deal with other things.
1: I'm still hung up on the fact that they're doing Flashpoint yet again.
2: I'm with you on that. I'm really I'm keeping my fingers crossed uh, that it's going to be a very different twist on it. Just judging by. The production crew and, and the people involved, I have a, a good amount of faith in. So I'm hoping that it's um, a bit less on the nose than what it sounds like they're leading towards. Ben's still I in s- this movie, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. Was this all stuff like shot already? No. Okay. They're, not, they're going into production shortly.
0: Anyway, from the HollywoodReporter.com exclusive, Kiersey Clemens has closed a deal to star. Uh, to star opposite Ezra Miller in Warner Bros.' DC movie The Flash. The actress will reprise her role as Iris West, the romantic
2: interest of Barry Allen aka The Flash.
1: Woo, woo, woo.
2: There was We like that. Yes. There were there were a bunch of um unsubstantiated rumors going around that she might have been getting either cut out or replaced, which is which would have been kind of lame and having watched her actual performance Mm -hmm. we're gonna leave it there and say that this is cool so that is the end of the news do we want to jump into the main topic let's all right so we are going to be talking about wonder woman from 2017 ah three degenerates talking about wonder woman you're the one calling us degenerates my dude um everyone is Uh, Wonder Woman 2017 is directed by Patty Jenkins from a a screenplay by Alan Heinberg, a story by Heinberg, Zack Snyder, and Jason Fuchs. I do not know how to pronounce his last name at all. Wonder Woman origin story, yes. Mm World War One, yes. 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 This whole movie is mostly a yes.
0: It's mostly a yes. Yes.
2: There's nothing really...
0: I don't think I have any problems with it other than maybe how they
2: present aries i guess i think that might be the the big thing to get into at the end because i think that's where we're gonna have the most amount of thoughts all right yeah so jacob you got some you got some positives to start off with
1: i appreciate poison ladies mask or makeup or however you want to say it that's a very
2: interesting point that's Really, I mean, trish. it's kind. Of, I mean, he's fair. That's fair. It's pretty neat. Um, so I talked about this. I think two months ago. I, I um had watched it pretty recently. So, uh, the thing I enjoyed the most is how overall cohesive it is. Mm-hmm. Right up until halfway through the third act, and then stuff goes a bit sideways. But like mm-hmm. overall, there are so few. Everything fits together really nicely. It's a really tight screenplay. All of the pieces you know, are actually utilized. It doesn't feel bloated or disjointed. Also minimal cringe is pretty cool. There's a few moments in it where I I think just about everybody when it came out was like, oh boy, is this going to be a cringe? And then it wasn't a cringe. And then we all went, hell yeah, let's not cringe. Hell yeah. Like, i think what would be my favorite moment of the whole movie would like with most people is the no man's land scene Mm. that could have been really really cringe real fast but they walked the line so perfectly where it's like this isn't a tacked on we're trying to appease the masses by being like ha it's no man's land that means no man but woman it's like it's that's it's like they they weren't like but it's not because she's a woman it's because she's wonder woman there's a massive like yeah it's it's, so different right that's it's like um in us in a similar fashion it's it's pretty similar to in return of the king when you have um, i was just thinking that no man can kill me right whereas it's like it is although the way it's presented in the film doesn't give a lot more of the context it's not because aowyn's a woman it's actually because because mary does all the work on that one but that's not the point. It's not a, there's a loophole. And it's just because it's a woman. Like, it's the fact that um, the, the Witch King was underestimating this yes. particular person. And I got his freaking face stabbed like a bitch. Um, mm-hmm. But nope. I just, I really liked that whole, the No Man's Land scene is just so good. The dramatic tension, the epic walking up a ladder. Just
0: oomph. as the cloak falls. So,
1: yes, there should be a very quick summary of what happens in this story.
2: Wonder Woman is on the island of Themyscira with all of the other ladies. The land of the ladies, the land of the lesbians. Yes, Um, the island of the the invisible island of lesbians. Yes, sounds like a really weird, like schlocky B-horror
0: movie. It sounds (laughs) like one of your best grunge albums of
2: the 90s not bad um so she is just chilling and they're doing their thing and then steve trevor a spy as he calls himself um for the allies uh accidentally crashes on the island like inside the invisible barrier she yoinks him out of that plane before he dies then uh she gets exposed to the fact that oh there are like dudes with dicks out there you know uh, also, you know, war and the other less relevant things other than also, it's Chris Pine.
1: Also, she yoinks him.
2: She yoinks him. Yeah. Um, so she basically just, she ditches the island and goes, hey, there's war. We must kill Ares because it's obviously Ares, the god of war, who's making all these things a thing because she is a sheltered little homeschool girl. Yes. And it's hilarious. Um. So then she takes Chris Pine and then, I'm gonna keep referring to him as Chris Pine. I'm not gonna stay. I'm not gonna say his actual name. He's Chris Pine. Chris Pine Pine and one woman go back to uh, the Allies, exchange spy information. Uh, They recruit some weirdos, and then they go on a romp through the British, the the uh, European countryside, and they do war stuff. That's that's usually how you end up leaving a synopsis. You go through the like the first two acts and then you drop it at the end of the third i mean and then they stop aries yes and then they're and yeah and then they do a fight the plane goes boom chris pine dies which is real sad Dead man dead 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 pretty boy and then wonder woman does a i am sad now my man's my my little peepee man he's dead no more fly peepee. big big oof and um then she goes and works at the Louvre because that's what you do when your boyfriend dies. You go work at a really expensive art museum. Pretty based. That's based. That's red pilled. <laughs> that <is> the weirdest <laughs> synopsis I've ever given.
0: I mean, it, it's pretty um, accurate.
2: It's a simple movie. It that's I think the thing I enjoy really like a lot about it. It's very easy to follow and just this is fun. It's yeah. fun and big and loud, but not like obnoxious and showy.
1: Mm-hmm. Really quick sidebar. You were saying you would only call him Chris Pine. Uh, I watched a movie that had original Ant-Man married to Pepper Potts. Uh, and then Pepper Potts is having an affair with Aragorn. So Ant-Man <gasps> hires Aragorn to kill Pepper Potts. And it was really, really weird. I remember watching that. I cannot remember what the f- the name is. A Perfect Murder. Oh! I have it no idea is... Very, very loosely based off of Alfred Hitchcock's Dial M for Murder. I just thought my uh, poorly worded summary would be really funny. Kind of poorly worded summaries
2: might have been taken over a little bit by, like, Honest Trailers, but they're still pretty funny.
1: Right? Since you guys glossed over my first take, I guess I should come up with another one. Um, First take. Yeah, Poison Lady's Mask is cool. Um... No, I really got nothing. This movie's just fine. It plays out well until it doesn't. And then it's a little bit ridiculous, but it's not like it's a bad movie or anything because the final act falls apart. It's just fine.
0: (laughs) How does she hold the sword? She got like buns of
2: steel. We've all seen that meme. Yes. That is actually a thing that you like can do with dresses. A dress that tight would be a very unwise choice. But you you can just like actually put a sword down the back of your dress. I would know, obviously. Of course you would. From my fourth job. Ah uh, yes, of course.
1: Uh, would that be drag queen? Escort. Oh.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fantastical escort. What?
1: Yeah. You know, fantasy. That means he dragons, dungeons, sponges. <laughs> that means he dresses fungens. up like a princess and rides in on a unicorn.
2: <laughs> I would be down to ride a unicorn, yeah. You ride that unicorn. So, as Jacob was alluding to, the, the third act um, so the movie, it, it most of the messaging and the theming it boils down to Diana learning that mankind is kind of sh- uh, and you know, man causes their own wars they're not being mind controlled by Ares <laughs> until right at the end where Aries is like yeah so you know how I'm not mind controlling these people not at all they're doing their own stuff and that's cool and they have a, a nice conversation and then she kills Ares and then the war ends which is entirely antithetical to how the movie should be working which was confirmed to be a studio note thing. There was a different version of the ending that didn't do that. Oh. She still fought Ares, but it was for like slightly different reasons. And you can still have them fight. It just needs to not be, I will destroy you, which I'm pretty sure he says like five times. Yeah, probably. And then you have the the molten metal armor monstrosity. There was also a different design for that. The one we actually get to see. Okay,
1: so wait. Get to see in what? You're telling me that a project Zack Daddy had his hands on was altered by a studio i know right i don't believe you get yeah. out of here it, You're i mean fired.
2: definitely had nothing to do with snyder himself he was just and you know he executive like produced it he had you know some input here and there but um yeah i know it's freaking crazy patty's patty jenkins has been pretty open about that being very disappointing because it does take a very cohesive movie and just kind of eh, piss on it right at the end where it's a bit dumb it's like oh the war's over because i defeated the bad guy which is dumb but still a still a pretty decent action set piece well i'd on, never expect that from warner bros yeah i know right uh on that note i did something i remember um when it when it was getting like the marketing was ramping up back in 2017 was um, being a little nervous how it would integrate with how Wonder Woman had been previously portrayed in in Batman v Superman, not entirely like in terms of of tone or whatever, but like how how is Patty Jenkins going to portray the Amazon's skill set and and you know, speed and precision and such. Without it just being, Zach, please come direct this action sequence for me, which would be stupid and dumb and that would never happen. And that was something I really enjoyed was like the opening fight um, on the beaches of Themyscira. Like it uses very similar techniques, but it is toned down a little bit and it still has the same feel of there's a bit of slow motion. We're speeding things up a little bit, but like it just looks really good and it's less self-indulgent. That it was feels- going
1: to be my next one point is that i especially at the end there was a lot of slow motion shots and that kind of bugged me like through the movie it was okay because it was just barely sprinkled in but the the final fight definitely used it too much in my opinion
2: i think that one is nigh an objective fact because i think pretty much everybody agrees that the the end end battle was kind of lame Yes. Something I might have mentioned previously that I really like is how they the all of the Amazonians were directed to rip off Gal Gadot's accent. So it, it a made them more uh, to use the the not so good term in a better sense, quote unquote ethnic, mm-hmm. like to give them a bit of a different texture because Gal Gadot cannot drop her accent for her life. She and can't I do it. Would never want her to. No. Same. So they instead of trying to beat her over the head with acting lessons and try to get her to change her voice, they said, hey, what if we had the whole island talk like this? And I think it sounds really freaking cool. It's amazing. I am in love with the lesbians. You are a lesbian. I am a lesbian.
0: It's we my are, kind. We are
2: all lesbians.
1: Ooh,
0: well, I don't know. Yes. My girlfriend's pretty gay. That's true. But us three as a collective. Yes, we. Hardcore f- <laughs> lesbians. I'll tell you that, bud. Definitely. Speaking of old people and American wars, how about we go to Falcon and the Winter Soldier? That was
1: with the segue.
0: Oh, there
2: you go. Oh. Yeah, bitch, you like that? Dude, I absolutely loved this episode. It was really good. I Explain just, why. I mean, there's multiple points, so I'm not just going to go to a tangent because this is a roundtable conversation, but right. overall this feels like the perfect middle ground between the MCU uh, movies and the Netflix shows in terms of character development and -hmm. and, like character focus, as well as like strong visual improvements. It, looks so much better than the movies bucky's going through therapy dude i'm so down for that yeah one dude, of my I, I put up. a note in here and i use a phrase i never use i said we stand, stan because sebastian yes. stand. i never use stan as a as a positive thing because it's a bad thing but mm-hmm. like bruh i'm so down for this it's uh, it's it's just so good because i love okay so
0: falcon i'm not really too crazy about him but like i respect the character and his part's really cool but i really cared about uh bucky more uh i don't know i just like the the trauma-induced characters way more sue me so oh I'll you know, sue you sue me up baby but uh him going through therapy and just having like a rugged ass um therapist She is great. And he's just like, okay, yeah, keep being passive-aggressive. He's just like, holy f***, mom.
2: (laughs) Jacob, share. I wasn't wowed. Bruh. Bruh, you're not allowed to have a contrarian take. All right, bye. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I wasn't wowed
0: either, but, like, I still thought it was really good. But, Jacob...
2: Mr. Devil's Advocate, I am memeing. Don't be such a moody bitch about it, jeez.
1: I had to leave it on mute as long as possible for the joke. The opening scene was very clearly just we need some action real quick to get people interested, which was Agreed. fine. I, could, I, I liked it. There were some things that looked a little wonky, so I am not on board with you when you say it looks better than the movie because there were definitely some weird effects i didn't mean in terms of like visual
2: effects quality i meant in terms of like stylistic choice like lighting framing color grading type
1: there wasn't anything outright offensive to me politically because i am keep your politics out of my comic books. There wasn't anything like that. I could live with it all. But I'm interested to know where it's going to go. I'm I've got some hopes of where it could go like super spy intrigue stuff maybe. I don't know, but the stuff with Bucky as you guys said was really really good. Um not so much with his therapist for me, but for just living life with uh the old dude that he's trying to have lunch with, and the bartender that the old dude asks out for Bucky, uh, all that stuff was really really good. It felt to me like they spent too much time on Falcon's family politics.
0: Yeah, I wasn't interested in that either.
1: It was it was good to have the background, but they took extra time on it and it felt like that they were repeating what they had already said yeah i don't give a about the boat. i
2: agree actually with jacob on that i do care but i do think the balance Mm -hmm. was a little bit i wouldn't call it like two to one but for a a co-lead show it did feel like the balance was a little off yes but it might just be it happens to be more this episode than the other ones. Yeah, maybe we'll right. get more Bucky next episode. Right.
1: Exactly. I am very surprised by the villainous mob, I guess I can call it. Um and how current it feels uh in the news as terrorism. So I'm I'm it it's kinda cool to see something that could happen like any day in the news like, in a TV show, it it's surprising how current it feels, I guess.
2: I'm very interested in that primary plot. I think that's definitely going to be the the primary plot. I think the, that is being presented as B-plot, and like with most things, I think the B-plot is going to feed into the A-plot. Right. Um,
1: so, I have a theory about it.
2: Same. Um, but the thing with that that I thought was really interesting, just be, like the Flag Smasher was a singular person in the comics, or is... And I like the fact that they broke it up into like a, like a banner. I think that's interesting just mm-hmm. to, to use it, to use the ideas present and not have it focus on one person and instead make it like an ideology. I like, I like that. that. It's interesting. Do you want to compare theories?
1: Cause knock, mine's bigger.
2: Knock yourself out. I have another theory that I want to get into, which might connect to your theory. Is it I... still?
1: No, no.
0: Dude, there's an M in Spider-Man's suit, Mephisto, right there. Right under the spider.
1: Mephisto is going to happen in Loki. I called it months ago. I can see that. I think that the terrorist mob, whatever phrase I just coined a few minutes ago, is going to be doing their own thing and not be doing so well. And then Zemo is going to come in and be like, Hey, basically Joker in Dark Knight, he's going to take over the underworld and change their mask to the Zemo mask. So everybody's wearing the stupid purple Thanos looking thing, Thanos' chin, and then that's going to be, oh, uh, it, it. another comparison I had was like, uh, what is it? The Children of Batman in Dark Knight? returns the sons of batman Yeah, sons of batman thank you so something like that i think you're probably onto something
2: that wasn't what my theory was but that that's definitely i think i think he's onto something i would agree i didn't even think about making any theories so i don't i don't usually at least i try not to i mean particularly after wandavision goes guys please stop theorizing but also theorize more because it makes us money that's Um, true so I when the most interesting scene out of the whole episode, which I got to say, I appreciate the fact that it was a full 50 minutes. We're not getting into this short episode stuff. It's full. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's nice. My yep. favorite scene was um, Bucky on his date, which was so hilariously awkward. We, I, I really do like how he had like really cagey responses. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, I think she's an infiltrator from somewhere. I might just be getting the vibe. It might be entirely mistaken. No, you have but, to be right. You have to be right. I mean, like, no, like it could just be, like, obviously she'll be connected to something, most likely because most things are connected in these. It's things. It's Marvel. It any, any, any female that talks to a superhero is most likely an agent. You're not wrong. Captain America and the Winter <laughs> Soldier. You're not wrong. Also, very definitely looking forward to seeing Sharon Carter again. But my point Ooh, was, yeah. she Mummy. felt she felt like she was pressing a little much. Like it felt like a normal conversation. Like that is like just playing battleship and, and, you know, drinking and stuff and he sucks ass at battleship, I guess. So he's losing, which makes sense. But the level, like the intoxication imbalance between the two of them and the tonality of her questions, while it was, it, it seems like she was trying to give off the vibe that she was just mistakenly asking really personal questions that were t- triggering the f*** out of him. It just felt like she was trying to get him to reveal himself, maybe, because obviously he's trying to live um, under his pardon and just live um, incognito. What's the term I'm looking for? Just He's trying to just live his life. He's been pardoned, but like, nobody Witness knows. Witness
1: protection who- program.
2: I mean... He isn't, but, like, basically. He's trying to just, <laughs> like, he's using his name and such. He's been pardoned by the government, but he cut his hair. The beard's gone. He's hiding the arm. So, like, he's just trying to live as, like, a normal dude. He's in his old family house in Brooklyn, which I thought was really cool. Oh, he is? Yes. Um, we
0: how do you find that out?
2: You look at Did the they... exterior location, and then it matches up with what we were shown previously.
0: I wasn't paying attention, I
2: guess. It just felt like she was trying to get him to say something. I know.
0: Say something. She's giving, giving me giving sus vibes. I
2: don't you. like the fact that it's like, okay, every single romantic interest is a spy. I think that's a bit overdone, but we'll see where it goes. But they're hot spies based. I'm okay with that. This was a very, very, very nice, pal- not palate cleanse, but kind of a palette cleanse after the thing that came out the day before this. Like, it's.
1: Definitely a different genre. And I like, it's not just a buddy cop show. It's not like psych. I hate when people make
2: those memes about it's it's psych, but different. It's clearly not supposed to be taken seriously. You twerk. I just hate that because I don't like psych. Yeah, we're not friends. Yeah, we're in a relationship. Of course, we're not friends.
1: That's dick.
2: Leave that in. It actually, as Jacob was saying, it feels like. A character drama but it does have the political intrigue angle like winter soldier i think at most basically everybody is still regards it as one of the best marvel movies and yes it is a really good spy thriller but there isn't a lot of like personal drama development stuff in it which isn't a bad thing but like it has a different focus and i like how this is similar but on a much smaller scale at least um focus wise obviously it's going to still There'll be a big blue sky beam at the end. Just wait, you know it'll happen. Yep, but I, at least for now, it feels small. And I hope like new Captain America gets a
1: rocked. Well, I hope he gets beaten the. Fuck out of oh, he's going to. It's gonna what be. Great. I'm going boy. to go into next. Hey, if Colin would stop with the degrading names. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It looks like a Casey Neistat knockoff.
1: Looks like a freaking munchkin with ears.
2: <laughs> you know what? You wouldn't be wrong, you elf goblin. I like the fact that he doesn't <laughs> look like he fits the uniform. Like, yeah. I think that's intentional. At least the helmet looks a bit clunky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, baby man. It, now it you're was just projecting baby man. Almost um,
1: intentional. Friendly. But it was annoying how quickly they turned around from honoring his memory in the smithsonian to all right now give it to somebody else it's like it's a little fast it's the united states government the
2: white man no
1: what
2: (laughs) i mean why would you be surprised because they clearly would have had that in the works for a while they were doing the smithsonian thing for the the culture points Right. To have a new super soldier that fast means he would have already been in development ages before. And that's if he's not sus and he's like just a dick. If he's extra, extra sus, then who knows how long they've been working on that.
1: I think he's just a, a tofu bar. I think it's just, uh, we have a replacement and he's going to show up to shows and then the good guys are going to be like, give me that and he'll just hand it over and that'll be pretty much it. Yeah, he just gets his shit rocked right then and there, and they're like, give me that oh, shit. He's okay. like,
2: okay. So we will definitely right. find out. I, I'm throw man. Man. I could see it go either way. I could definitely see it turn into a they're only using him for show, or he ends up being involved in the what's gonna basically be a conspiracy, <gasps> <if> <gasps> the term correctly. <gasps> or Hydra or. back again. He's what? a scroll. Please no. The, yes. I hate seeing scrolls. I think I like scrolls, and I'm glad that they're going to use them, but I think the fact that everyone's like, oh my god, secret invasion, is so annoying because that's been a thing for like, t- it's like when everyone's like, is this how they're going to introduce the X-Men? Like, shut the f*** up for five minutes and just enjoy what we have. Could you just not? Could you stop with
1: the X-Men for five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but I was thinking because you the the u.s agent the new captain america in in the comics is kind of an anti-hero he's back and forth so what if they do just have it be somewhat what they did in the comics be like yeah by the end he comes around they can join forces and punch the bad guys and stuff Mm. i don't know it could i could see it going in all the directions
1: and with that i will talk about a different direction this week I watched Constantine, <gasps> the 2005 movie starring uh, Keanu Reeves and yes. Rachel Weisz, and a bunch of other people, uh, including yes. Shia LaBeouf, or however the frick you say his name, still there. and also Peter Stormare, uh, who played a very interesting take on Lucifer. Oh, I love and, that. Got
2: his feet out. Yeah, dude, that was also
1: Tilda Swinton. And my point is, I am surprised at how much uh, star power was in this movie. Uh, I watched it a very, very long time ago, probably pretty close to when it came out and had no idea about comics then and was not wowed at all. But having gone back, I was pretty wowed. This was much better than I remembered it. The effects held up very well. Granted, that could be, uh, I watched it on a DVD back in the day and this probably was like HD or 4K streaming or something because maths, but... um,
2: Goddamn pixels.
1: Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I was really surprised by how well the effects held up. And the story made a lot more sense this time because I was paying attention and knew what the character was supposed to be like. And Shia LaBeouf's character did not annoy me as almost any other character he plays, which has spencer celebrating because we had this argument when i started the movie <laughs> because i was like ah i hate this guy but no he did really really well with his character uh
2: he was kind have,
0: like, of the cannibal man he was ca- what
2: have you not seen the <laughs> memes where he's like a cannibal the vaguely rings a bell <laughs> yeah chaya was actually pretty good as a child actor mm. yep kind of got worse as he got older and then he had some really good performances right at the end of his career and now his career is over because you know assaulting women doesn't kind of fly did he yes
1: i didn't hear he's going
2: it's pretty big he's going he he's going into rehab and therapy like openly he's like yeah no that was bad i'm i'm paying up for that which is good
1: but yeah constantine was a lot better than i remembered it Nice. Wow. I
2: thought you were going to talk about the show. I mean, I love the movie, but like the show is what got me into Constantine. Well, maybe you should watch this show and then come and talk about it if you want to talk yeah. about the show so much. Oh, I should.
1: You should. But I also do want to, to read myself. my
0: comics of Constantine. which I
1: Speaking to. of, what have you done this week? <laughs> okay, so
0: in our group chat, I talked about how I watched an anime that I would tell no one. I would not... I don't advise people to watch if they are of the faint heart.
1: Yes, I remember.
0: Um, but it intrigued me so much that I bought the first manga. Uh, and it's one of the most popular ones at the moment. And it's known as Berserk. And it's still a running manga. And it has been since like maybe early 90s. Well, some dummy thick books
2: yeah they're huge those are the normal size books and they're huge
0: yeah i'm halfway through nice so i watched the trilogy and instead of talking about movie by movie i'm going to talk just as a whole they actually ran very smooth and uh they're actually very consistent so this is kind of like a remake of the one made in the 90s but what caught my eye was just how Otherworldly effect. It felt like, of course, fantasy and medieval times are already a sense otherworldly. But how they took it was it was a lot darker and a lot more supernatural than most. I don't. I have a hard time talking about about things I've watched because I don't want to really spoil them for people. But I do advise. Spencer, I think you should watch it. I feel like you would enjoy the medieval aspect of it. But it it has this, like... It's not the sense of me enjoying it because of the um, psychological aspect or, like, a deeper meaning aspect. The horror. The horror was what got me. Because when it was horror, it was horror. Like, I was, like, disgusted. And I... I had to pause at times and like not watch it. There's a point where I was going to watch it at Abby's and then we started and then you could see a titty and Abby's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, I swear it's not a hentai. I swear. <laughs> but the horror aspect, it really is a horror. And we always have these movies and these things that like call themselves horror, but they're like thriller or they're like, just like these stupid ass dramas. But this berserk, this trilogy brings emotion and brings life to the characters like you're actually attached to them like you see someone as a dick but then they become better and it's a slow decay into madness and sorrow leaving you wanting more because there's no there's no good ending to this and you just have to like read the manga because this movie is like a prequel to the beginning of the manga
2: What is it with anime and manga franchises and like not having clean lines between their forms of media? I don't get it. So I wasn't actually looking for an explanation. I was just looking to bitch about it because it's weird. I like giving explanations. It's
0: mainly because just studios. It's always studios. It's just studios not wanting to pick up something refusing to. Like Attack on Titan had the same studio for three years, but then they dropped them. We were going to get a fourth season, but then MAPPA took it and they're like, yeah, we're only doing so many. So fans just get
2: f- screwed over all the time. Yes, and the uh, manga that is that world. is the job of being a fan is to get f- over by companies. Yes, but don't I,
1: lie to us, Colin. You said I swear it's not hentai again.
0: It's not hentai. I swear.
1: I swear it's not hentai this time. <laughs> I know. I know. Last time you told me never to watch it again, but I swear.
0: I swear it's not hentai, but it's really, it's pretty f- close sometimes. It just catches you in the feels, and then you have to go watch some, like, happy high school anime. Or like, just go watch cat videos. Uh, those don't.
2: Or just watch the Lorax. No. I think your time is over. Yes. <laughs> um, so going back to something that Jacob talked about recently, I read Marvels. Uh, written by Kurt Busiek uh, and illustrated by Alex Ross. It's a four-issue miniseries. I borrowed Jacob's copy. It's almost as tall as Colin. Um, f*** you, it is not. It's pretty... It
1: most certainly is. Okay, it's
2: two feet. I got two feet on it. No. I have two feet on it. If you stand on it. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> <laughs> 1993. So I am basically going to echo everything Jacob said. Um, I think Alex Ross's art, when uh, he is given the right story to work with, something like this, where it is focusing on the like sheer magnitude and magnificence, of uh, the majesty, if you will, of, of characters, the way he paints um, different textures and like... Um, Textiles, like the differences between clothes and metal and like concrete is absolutely insanely gorgeous. Um, would
1: you I mean, say it's magnetic.
2: I would say it's marvelous. So I think the art is like perfect for what this book needs. Um, I do think it is a bit too light on story and plot. Not that what it has is bad, but I think it is definitely a Alex, please go do your thing. Here's a bare bones story to work off of. I think it's a good story, it's just nothing really that crazy i think it, it's good um for someone like jacob who usually avoids certain topics and areas and subgenres of comics uh so it's a good like f- porn i was saying i was implying political commentary
1: oh like x-men
2: um, okay All i right. think it, it's a good way to to kind of get your foot in the door it's I can, really can't say it's any less heavy handed because it's not subtle at all. It's not supposed to be, but it is a, it's a very shiny version of it. So it, you can, you can look as far into it as you want. Um, I really, I really liked it.
1: Imagine if Alex Ross drew Maleficent. Oh,
2: that would be, uh, that would be kind of a uh, mummy, if you will. I think I'm going to reread this book somewhat frequently. I'm probably not going to read it, read it. I'm going to look at the pretty pictures. This is a good... I want to get the smaller version of it. It's a really good coffee table book. Hmm. Like, it's comparable to, like, having, like, an, an art book of, like, a video game or a movie to just, like, put on your coffee table to flip through and make conversations out of.
1: How many Halo art books do you have?
2: I don't actually have any. I'm Yet. gonna get all of them. I'm ordering
1: um
0: the Mike Mignola's uh, quarantine sketchbook. Yes, it's a hardcover too, so oh, that a- that'll match with Dude, my. There's Elboy. a copy of it
2: at Jetpack right now.
1: It's so nice. What there is,
2: yeah, I'll go there instead. Yes, <laughs> Colin will be right back. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, just you, just hear. It. Yeah, my light ass
2: feet
1: <laughs> for my
2: slam ass. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> As I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be back. So, Jacob, what else have you been up to?
1: Oh, you know, I read this little book. Uh, it came out last year uh, something about Three Jokers.
2: Oh, 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 oh we're finally going to talk about it a little bit. Oh, a my. little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I haven't uh, read it. Jacob.
1: Written by Jeff Johns and artwork by Jason Fabok and Brad Anderson.
2: Can you agree with the standpoint I had when I read it that it's really hard to talk about?
1: Um, Basically, the whole thing is spoilers. Yes. Spoilers, the book. Damn. You cannot talk about it without spoilers.
0: So this is just like a one book, right? It's not like three books. Or... It was three issues. Yeah, but it's, oh. it's one book. So and that's not Jack Pack. That's one book, right? Yes. Okay, I uh, will be getting
1: both of those then. You cannot even talk about the story in any kind of summary because you don't want to spoil three jokers. Are there three jokers? Is it just one joker? Is it 300 jokers? Who knows? Imagine 300, but they're all jokers. <laughs> I would
2: watch
1: that i would too i would liken this read very very closely to the killing joke in terms of theme and setting and how it can stand alone
2: i mean it was intended to be a uh metaphysical sequel unless i'm mistaken
1: there is something like it being some sort of maybe sequel. There's also something about it being an answer to Jeff Johns' 2016 run, I believe, on Batman.
2: On Justice League.
1: Justice League, okay. Yes. And Chair. Both, of, both of those are undermined by it being a Black Label book. So literally it's how the people take it <laughs> that will change how it's recorded in history
2: yeah and jeff johns and jason Fabach have continued to echo that on on both ends they keep flip-flopping they're like yeah hey, if it is then it is we've kind of we intended it to be but like it could not be and they, they don't there is no straight answer
1: so because you said chair that is the thing that I had zero idea about going into this story. I did not know anything about a Mobius chair.
2: Batman sit on chair. Chair go. Burr. There are th- <laughs> Yeah, chair go yeah. burr. There are three Jokers. And Batman goes, what the f-? And then we find out like five years later, we finally get this book. Oh, well, yeah, I but remember about the that. The
1: chair didn't say three Jokers? N-
2: no, not exactly. I know. He it was just like, Who is the I, Joker? And he went, I, What? Oh, no. Yeah, he asked the yeah. chair. Well, I can't even tell you
1: the question because that's a spoiler when you I find know. out later. I know. <laughs> I did this research.
2: Boy, did his research.
1: So, it's for research purposes. Is that the 100 gigabyte homework folder? I enjoyed it. A lot of people all over the place were upset with it. And what it did. I like it as a standalone book, just like Killing Joke, or even as a squeakle to Killing Joke. Ooh, I should have said a squeal to the Killing Joke. No, that doesn't flow as well. It has some plot issues that you have to consider, but so does Killing Joke. Like it's deep, is it flawed? I don't know. It's deep. I enjoy
2: Grass. it. I mean, Barbara Gordon's got some plots. Just saying. Oh,
1: Barbara Gordon's pretty deep, too.
0: Oh! <laughs> Nightwing has entered the chat. All
1: right. Colin, what else did you do this week?
0: So, today, I was watching Batman v Superman, of course. So, you
1: were cramming.
0: Uh, I was coming. Oh, okay. Yep. So... Uh what can I say? It's an absolute f- masterpiece. Just rewatching it, I I forget how like how well Zach pulls you into the beginning of his like of his movies. You know, like Man of Steel, Justice League, um, Batman v Superman. Just the the dream sequence and all the way through. It's just, I, I can't not just stand there or sit there. I was standing there. because so I was cleaning my room. Cause I just put it on, but I found my, my, uh, myself just standing there with my shirt off, rubbing my nipples, you know, as one would do. <sighs> I have a hard time talking about things.
1: But Were you using lotion because your nipples yes. would chafe after a while?
0: Yes, they do chafe after a while. I was. I did use lotion. But speaking of needing to use lotion, Batman. This is still by far one of my favorite Batman interpretations for live action. I just love beefy Batman and the 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 first scene of Batman just crawling on the walls and just be like, ooh like mom just comes into the room while you're watching (laughs) porn i it's just ever since i saw that i thought to myself batman this batman or just we need a horror batman batman deserves to be a horror character or like soft horror thriller hardcore um and i want that so bad because i would love just it'd be just cool to have like a batman like movie where there's a lot like a lot of you're like what you see
2: is like how criminals see batman whenever like he uh encounters criminals yeah i think that's some of the more interesting parts of batman begins at least visually for me i mean that is where that is where the majority of batman comics lie to Mm -hmm. an extent when they're at their best they are usually in the horror area yeah yeah but
0: like for live action, I haven't really seen much of the horror. Like Batman, the, the Dark Knight trilogy was more of a like kind of wanting to be grounded more or less into a real, yeah uh, real life scenario, um, especially with being so close to 9-11. Yeah. Uh, but this also kind of has a uh, connection to that type of feeling with... Uh, uh, the intro being Bruce Wayne saving people, or just like not saving people, but for uh, trying to help people in the rubble of uh, Wayne Enterprise. I I loved seeing that. Just Bruce Wayne is just always Batman, no matter where what setting he he's in. The- I just I just want to talk about Batman for this. Like Superman parts, yeah, they're amazing. I love Superman. I love Henry Cavill as Superman, but just Batman was done so good it was just done so well and how he talks with Alfred the lines the the uh, uh personal and philosophical uh ways that they're speaking to each other just how a man can grow so so bitter and for uh bitter and just changes because he's feels like he's cornered he feels like he's Uh, He has no control over the things around him.
1: I personally believe this handled the Batman voice in one of the best ways. Out of all the iterations, this is one of the best Batman voices. Yeah,
0: because it's just electronic. It's not like, it's
1: not just like
0: stupid, like nut crushing noise. You know, it's not just some ball bouncer. It's not just some, some like gullet phlegm, you know?
1: Right, it like especially being a metalhead. Every time I watch the Christopher Nolan series, it's like I don't think he understands how to growl. Oh like, no, 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 no! He's no, no. just hurting his voice
2: here. They had, it, had yeah. to like delay shooting by the time they got to bat, to to uh, the Dark Knight Return that uh, r- rises uh, for a few days on multiple occasions because he f- up his voice so much. Right. So, ugh. Gross. yeah it's just i
0: now thinking about it like
2: ugh. i Why, second everything colin's been saying but i'm not gonna i'm you, not gonna i'm not gonna do what i'd usually do we're not gonna do I mean, that I'm, I'm okay if you like You're... throw some little daggers at me about the movie but uh i i i
0: just i was obsessed with this growing up you know yes. or not growing up but obsessed when i saw the trailer i swear i saw all, every single trailer tv spots like at least 10 times i was trying to work on my own little bat bat cave I think every time we talk about
2: this movie, you bring up the Legos, which
0: Dude, is which is so, fair. Yep, I I still want to get the the official Lego Batwing for uh, BVS because I have
2: the Batmobile. You know, it's one hundred and sixty dollars right now. I will find it for cheaper. I know we don't. This isn't a competition. I'm saying it's rough- a
0: competition for me. Okay,
2: why is it? Because it's the only place in area, the only area in life you can win right now.
1: Yes. Whew. Also, Dime Comic Bros. But anyway, Spencer, what else did you do this week?
2: Thank God you took that away from me. (laughs) Uh, I watched Young Justice Season 2. which came out in 2012. So I talked about Season 1 last week. There is a five-year time jump between Season 1 and 2, which um, is really jarring at first. It does a lot of, ooh, twist. Ooh, twist. Ooh, that's not what you were expecting. Ooh, you weren't expecting that, were you? Ooh, it just keeps going and going for the first like three episodes. But... I think by the end of the season, it does all pay off, and I can definitely understand the desire for a time jump because where this show ends up going is it feels kind of like Justice League Unlimited a little in the sense of the roster of heroes is very large by the time. Like, by the end of season two, it is just like the episodes could be based on kind of anybody. Mm -hmm. Any random set of people, if they want to, they'll make it about them, which was what Justice League Unlimited did was... We'll have just just we'll take those three, those three over there in the corner. Yeah, they just introduce like characters. So many people, and I think that's a really interesting way to do it. Um, The new cast of characters for season two, I thought were done fairly well. Some of them are a bit underdeveloped, like Lagoon Boy. Okay, Lagoon Boy's pretty funny. Even I liked him though, Even a lot. though he's kind of a dick, but he's like, he's he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's such like a nice girlfriend. guy, and it's like, oh, gosh, dude. Like, I feel you, but you're such a cringy incel. Please shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does stumble a bit in the beginning, um, but I do think it does pay off very well. The final twist is really good. I, I do love these interpret. A fair few of the interpretations of these characters. The voice cast is excellent. The The animation is awesome rip wally west um yeah so that's that's that Uh, i enjoy it about as much as season one the highs are higher but the lows are definitely
1: lower um so speaking of roster i would like to take a minute to talk about our roster thank you very much business casual and jeff lawrence for being patrons spencer you were done right yes I didn't want to cut it short. Uh, we appreciate each and all of our patrons. If you are interested in becoming a patron yourself and joining our roster, you can check us out at patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros. Also in our roster, kind of like a, uh, moving from the personnel over to the, the garage. Uh, we have uh, this this fancy little vehicle that we call home. It's basically like an RV or, or a mobile home uh, because all three of us live there pretty much. Uh, Jetpack Comics in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire, right on Main Street. You can find them pretty easily. They are the only business in the local area that has a name starting with Jetpack. Trust me, I've searched. I know there isn't a Jetpack store near
2: here. I did try.
1: Yeah, I did too. We so appreciate all the support that we are getting from our patrons and our partners at Jetpack Comics. They have a huge selection of comics, comic books, uh, graphic novels, manga, board games card games you name it they probably got it so please check them out and uh support them a little bit with your recent stimmy bunch
2: of chads
1: uh yes you can also
2: follow us and jetpack um on social media on facebook twitter and instagram there's there's memes sometimes. There's some behind the scenes images. There's teasers of upcoming episodes. Um, all sorts of fun stuff. Maybe some sketches. On occasion, we get we get some some peeks at what Colin's been doing. Not dick pics. We swear. Um, that's for uh, that's for the you Patreon, obviously.
1: Also, uh, there is a cut rant from last week's episode. I haven't edited it yet, but it is being uploaded to Patreon. Wow.
2: So, nice. We like that. Yep. So we were speaking of um, Wonder Woman's Lasso of Truth a couple of times earlier. There is another DC Comics femoid who happens to carry around a long ropey thing. Speaking of DC mommies, we are going to be talking about Catwoman When in Rome, uh, which is a short miniseries written by Jeff Loeb and illustrated by Tim Sale. It is it be- the last of the series, as far as I know. Yes, sir, it is. We're gonna be talking about that next week, so stay tuned. We're gonna try really hard, and we're gonna we're gonna carry around baseball bats and bonk each other the whole time. Bonk. I wanna eat
0: more of those than usual, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. that's because
1: you're into whips though. You know what? You wouldn't be f-ing wrong. Also, you seem to have a mummy thing. uh, yeah.
2: No, he does. Can confirm. He does. Definitely. I had big sister growing
1: up. You probably read a lot of Sigmund Freud growing up, and that's why you're into mommy. I don't know what that is. You don't know Freud?
2: Mm, Sounds really familiar. He he, was one of the first philosophers you would read if you studied philosophy at all.
1: Not really philosophy, but psychology. I mean,
2: yeah. Well, I kind of bounced everywhere. I didn't really
0: have set books or whatever. I just... Hey, I just, I bounce. I just... I know you bounce with that fat ass of yours in that washer. But, like, I just bounce between things, you know, just
1: Colin. to read. Yeah. Uh, he's very popular for the idea that all kids want to f*** their parents.
2: One of the many ideas he's famous for. I would definitely not say that's the top one. I didn't say, say it was the them. top.
1: I said it's...
2: Something he's them. very famous for. Colin would remember that. I would remember that if I've read that.
0: Um, no, I believe he, he's he's in the right territory where all humans just want to f- whatever's f- living. Well, yes. You're just f- horny. Everyone's f- horny. Yes. Females are probably more horny, but
2: that's a, an is. argument for another day. We will we will have that discussion one day. When we're all married, uh, which will never happen because we're going to be doing this podcast until we die and it scares off the femoids. I mean, you femoids and I just are stuck, fembots.
1: But... <laughs>
2: I feel like you have a femoid and I have a fembot. Oof. What's the difference?
0: Um, I feel like a because fembot is closer. Both of those, are, both of those to a hive are like mind.
2: hardcore incel terms. That's why I'm using them because it's like it ties in. I don't know the f- Well, difference. how close is your uh, femoid to the uh, female hive mind? Not very
0: Whoa. exactly. That's, That's my fair. mine's closer. Is Mine is closer Your, to the hive mind. Yours
2: will become a Hun bot in, in 20 years, and she's going to start selling Mary Kay.
1: I have created a monster <laughs> with this conversation. <laughs>
2: um Did everybody actually watch uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, I watched yes. it today. Okay, cool. Want to make sure that we're good on that
1: before uh, we go. Hey, let's
2: talk about it, and then we go. Oh,
1: however, did not watch Wonder Woman,
0: but that one's pretty easy to remember. I've watched it so many times; I didn't need to watch it. Bonk. Yes, bonk me. I'm not blinking you. <laughs> I bonk you. There's a difference. I know. I said bonk. Mm-hmm. Use your ear holes, my guy. I'm
2: sure you really I needed a good
0: couple. Ear. you and I definitely needed a good couple bonks during the Zack
2: Snyder cut not because Zack Snyder dude you were on un- i like moaning and groaning and okay yeah mine and, yeah. was really bad I've never been see, that, that, that bad was, about movies that's the thing was that was me on the first two watch throughs of course but I was by myself so nobody else got to see it and we need to not talk about this for the next three weeks
0: well yeah I'm not gonna talk about i want to
2: just talk so about like mean, how we were acting that was that was that was interesting
0: I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> Actually, it's understandable. You're probably busy. Gasp. I worked a
1: 14-hour day in the rain when I came yeah. released. So. Yeah,
2: like <laughs> Asp. I
1: don't know. All right. As long as you're okay um, with it, daddy. Exactly. Just don't call me daddy.
0: That's gross. <laughs> hey, puppy. <Stepra? laughs> What's up, stepmom? Ooh, are you my stepmommy? <laughs> don't get stuck in a dryer. There's only going to be one way I want to help you with that. rubbing that fat ass
2: <laughs> I, Oh yeah I just said I'm jealous
0: All right well, I couldn't hear you I am the resident Colin degenerate You're over just a you f- weirdo I'm What do you mean I'm a degenerate
2: You're a weeb degenerate No like- no no no
0: no don't don't you f- dare <laughs> categorize me into that weeb degeneracy okay Okay I am cute sir- photos with succubus How about you shut the f- up before i shove my finger up your asshole and i know you'll like it <laughs> but listen here don't you da- ah <laughs> shut your f- hole all right but i may be a
2: degenerate
0: but i am no weed degenerate i am surface level i see ah that's a funny succubus booby lady and take a picture for the boys but nothing else nothing else
2: uh, have another article from dccomics.com quote nope, Justin. Nope, 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 nope. but
1: We're taking turns on the news, remember? Oh, yeah. oh shit, bitch!
2: I've gooted
1: I'll take it, because it's a small one. You can only take a small one. Shut up.
0: I thought you were saying I was an 8, but you're saying you're an 8. Ah, piss man.
1: I just can't think today.
2: That's I'm okay. An- Do I ever think? No, no I don't. <laughs> I am the piss monster. Bruh, that's Give gross. Give me your piss. you Piss for gold. Piss for gold. You're disgusting. <laughs> you are a degenerate. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right, daddy. All
1: right, now it's my turn to take a second.
2: You guys and you're pissed, man.
0: What can I say? I'm the Piss monster.
2: You have problems. You are dust. That was the quickest piss.
1: That was a f- quick ass piss, bud. That wasn't a piss. I was running to the fridge to get a ginger ale. Oh nice. a bold boy. A spicy mm-hmm. man. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna need to sneeze real quick. Do the sneeze. Do it so hard. Stop. It's
2: gone. Boom, you boom, I win.
0: Get the <laughs> out of here. Get the <laughs> out of here with your gay ass. Shit. I wanted to sneeze. I want my little nose orgy. Okay, I wanted some of that, some of that cummies to come out of my nose. All right, why do
1: you have cummies up your nose? Um,
0: well, that, that means
1: you were giving a BJ and then you sneezed.
0: Why would you know this?
1: Because Experience. that's how nose works
0: because one thing that the trilogy has done very well is that the movies play into each other very well um but
1: i was confused by colin what you need to repeat that because whatever spencer just did to the microphone completely ruined it you